And uh, I want you to stand up before my message. It's always sit and stand. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. My message this morning is titled, The Place of Honor. The Place of Honor. The Place of Honor. Let me say this before I go into the message. If you don't honor a person, you cannot receive their words. You can't do what they're telling you to do. If there is no honor for an individual in your life, you don't respect them. That means you don't respect anything about them. You cannot receive anything they tell you, even if it's good. You just cannot do it. The first commandment, who knows what it is? First commandment, very ten commandments. There are five for God and five for humans. The first one is, I am the Lord your God. And that's it. That's the commandment. I am the Lord your God. And then the next one is, Thou sh- you shouldn't have any God before me. And the third one is, Make no image and bow to an image. doesn't want you to do that. And then the next one is, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Just five for God. And right after that, the very first one, people don't take note of when God is doing something, he has his mind focused on something that will benefit us. So the very first commandment for humans to benefit us, which the Bible calls the first commandment with promise. The very first one. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. All honor belongs to God. All honor belongs to Jesus. And so we must honor God, God first. He never mentioned honor when he was talking about God. I am the Lord your God. But we must know we must honor God first. And if you can't honor God, you will not receive anything he has to say to you. That's number one. You hear it and not to it, but when there is no real honor from your heart given to you by the Holy Spirit, it's hard to listen to God and to obey. Because you have your own opinion. Jesus says something that really, really caught my attention. In John chapter 5 verse 22, it says, For the Father judges no one, 
but has com- committed all judgment. Say with me, all, all judgment to the Son. So the Son is the one that's going to judge. Why? That all should what? Honor. Honor is so important. He's involved in the judgment that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So honor is very important in our faith. And a lot of people overlook it and the trouble is you won't know that it's affecting your life and eating something away in your life because you don't respect it. And the devil doesn't want to let you know that the reason things are not working out really well for you is because of this little thing, the little foxes. That's Paul the van. It's so important. I know things now that I didn't know when my mom was alive. My father died when I was 12, so I had nothing to do with, you know, honoring him. But I did honor my mother. At, well, at the very end. And just by honoring her, her life was changed. She became a Christian. Before I used to yell at her. Because I was the born again Christian and I know the whole scriptures. Not kidding. And I'll quote scriptures to her and try to get her saved. And then I speak disrespectfully to her. Especially when I went into her home and I saw an idol by the corner of a room. I was mad. I yelled. I would never do that today. (laughs) You know, God demands honor. Jesus said, I honor my father and you dishonor me. It's painful to him. I honor my father and you dishonor me. When God says, I need to read that scripture here. In Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. After I got a little revelation on this honor, back in Georgia when I was in school there, uh, parents would ask, can you talk to my child? And, and uh, I, I said, yeah, talk to them. Very rebellious, won't listen. Uh, so I called them and I said, they're expecting me to give them a lot of scriptures. And I asked them, so you have decided to die young. <laughs> and they look at, what has that got to do with what we're about to talk about? You really like to die young, Right? And they're looking at this. Uh, you don't understand. Bible says that you may live long. If you don't honor your father and your mother, there is a chance you won't live very long. That's what the Bible says. When God says something, He means it. If you disagree with it, especially when you know it, if you don't know it and you are ignorant of it, the Bible says. In the days of ignorance, God winked at it. It's like he's not seeing it. But when you know it, and you're not doing it, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. So we must honor. That doesn't mean just 
uh, you know, whatever they say. And, and notice, he didn't say, if your mother was good to you, then honor your mother. If your father was good to you, then honor your father. He didn't say that. It's your responsibility, regardless of what they've done, to honor them. There was a lady, a friend of mine, and, and she hated her mother because her mother didn't take care of her. She got saved. She didn't want anything to do with her mother. And she would complain about what her mother did. And then God gave her a vision. And she was in heaven. And her mother was there. And she was a little kid. And she had diapers. And her mother had diapers as well. And they were running around playing with her mother. They were about the same age. God said to her, she did her best according to what she knew. You don't judge her. Both of you are babies. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. You have to honor them. No matter what they've done to you, your parents, you have to honor them. Not for their sake, especially when they were not good to you, but for his commandment. Because of his commandment. Because he said to do so. So no matter what they've done, who can tell if you turn around and treat them well? Love never fails. They may turn around and probably tell you how, son, daughter, I wasn't really nice to you. Would you please forgive me? And the relationship is created. And there is a bond. Now you can enjoy. But if you stay that way, I know God said to honor, but you don't understand, Pastor. My mom was, my dad was really mean to me. Well, you're grown now. They can't do anything to you. But you can change the type. You can change everything in your lives. By just loving them. And listening to them. I got this revelation with my mom when she wasn't, kind of, she wasn't saved at that point. And when I went back home, she knew, in her mind, my son hates me. Because I won't even go near her because she was an infidel. Yeah. And she knew, she felt like I didn't like her. And so I went back home from the United States. First of all, I heard about Mother's Day, okay? And I, then I had a lot of preaching. I knew I was so wrong. So how do I correct what I've done? God, forgive me. What do I do? So first thing I did was send her a Mother's Day card. And then I finally was able to reach her. And she says, in those days, you know, not today, they didn't know what was Mother's Day. <laughs> she says, what are you sending this card for? I said, Mama, this is uh, what Americans do <laughs> to their mothers when they really love their moms. And so they send it. So you sent me a card. I say, yes, Mama. I sent you a card. That was the first between the eyes. And then when I went back home, she was sure I wasn't going to stay with her. And we have a big compound where I could stay with air condition and everything. And she stayed in our little place, a place, no air conditioner. And so they were asking me, where, you're back from the U.S., where are you going to stay? My brothers hope I will stay with the, in their compound. And I, I said, no, I'm going to stay with Mama. And she looked at me like, you're going to stay with me? I said, yes, Mama. This is the first time. Because she knew I wouldn't stay with an infidel. 
But I changed my mind. I got to stay with her. And she says, she wanted to make an excuse to see if I really meant it. She said, you know, you come from America. You guys like air conditioning. <laughs> and we don't have air conditioner in our house. I said, Mama, I have the money. I'll buy one for myself. And I'll stay with you. I stayed with her. Sometimes she tells me to do something and she knew there's no way he's going to do that. I said, Mama, really, you know how I am. I don't want to do this. But because you said we should go, I'm going to go with you. I'll do this. Her life life was changed completely. And she was doing the things I was doing when I nearly got saved. Witnessing to people everywhere. Her life was transformed. You have to love them. Especially when they are saved, that's even a greater opportunity to have you and your mom and your dad so close as a family unit. And the unbelievers can see what God is doing in your life and your family. And they wish they could have a family like yours. Because there, the love of God is dwelling. And you are honoring your parents. You know, when I came here, I used to go to a nursing home ministry. And many times, I live with a broken heart. It's painful. I see the mothers saying, for a year now, my son has not called, nor has even come to see me. And they're crying. It's painful to see that. How can you put your mom and your dad or your dad in the nursing home and totally forget, you know, I'm busy. I'm busy. Mom and dad can understand it. They don't understand it. You have to honor them. Make that time and see them. You have to do that. Can you imagine God watching from heaven and this your mom that raised you and did everything, your dad... And they're crying because you won't even call them, not even attend to see them. I've seen that in nursing home. When I leave, it's like I need to go back. It's painful. What about if you take them to your home? <laughs> if they're older, it won't be too long, but that's total honor. And and even though you're doing it for your mom, you're pleasing your creator. Amen? You're pleasing your creator. And nobody does anything for God without a reward. If you obey his word, there's the reward coming. What does honor mean? I saw a scripture about honoring your parents. This is about Solomon. He was already king. And you know how kings are they sitting in their their throne. And then you have all these big shots, right? Sitting around with the king in his throne. Right? If you watch them. 
And Adonijah, Solomon's brother, older brother, wanted something. And he, he knew that the only way to get Solomon to do it is if I talk to the mother. If I talk to the mother. And if I can get the mother to agree with me, likely, most likely, I'll get, I'll get whatever I want. He wanted a bishop, David's uh, concubine, before David died, and David didn't know he wanted that woman for his wife. But that was not his right. That's for the king. So he, he asked Bathsheba to go, that's Solomon's mom, to go talk to Solomon, and she agreed. Listen, verse 19, it says, Bathsheba therefore went to, the, to King Solomon, that's the son. Notice he didn't say Bathsheba went to her son, right? He didn't say that. She went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king, as soon as she entered, the king rose up to meet her. That was his mom. Before all these big shots, the king rose up to meet her. And what did he do? He bowed down. You can see the... What's going to happen? All the big shots, every time they see his mom, guess what? They will also bow down. Because the king, he honored his mother. They knew then to honor their parents. David, when, he, when Saul was pursuing David, David got his father and mother and took care of them. That's another thing. I found a scripture that makes things, if you don't obey your parents, just when you're young, until they die. You have to take care of them. You got to take care of them. You have to make them feel good about Having you. And you ministering to them. And you take care of you take care of them. And when they leave, they leave wanting to bless you. Wishing the best for you because you're taking care of them. There's a scripture here. Matthew fifteen, one to six. Let me start with this scripture here. Sometimes we think honor is just to respect and all of that. God sees it differently. Okay? Can I give you a scripture? Proverbs 3. The Bible says what? Honor the Lord with what? With your possessions. I'm not trying to get a new doctrine, right? But honor the Lord with your possessions. So if you don't honor, if you don't give God the first fruit, guess what? Uh, you're not honoring Him. This is God now first, right? You must love the Lord your God. That's first. And your neighbor as yourself. This is first. Honor the Lord with your possessions. So God wants you to give to Him 
from what you got. It's your possession. And when you bring it to God, you are honoring God. But let's, is that just God alone? God, five, and man, five. Listen to what Jesus had to do with the Pharisees. Verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 1. He says, Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do you, your disciples that transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God? Which is bigger, the, trans- the tradition or the commandment of God? Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. This is New Testament. God, no man can put you to death, uh, uh, but God has said his word, and the word is already in motion. But you say, God said, let him be put to death. In the Old Testament, if you don't understand it, if, you're, if you are re- a young person, and you don't listen to your parents, their parents are obligated to go to the high priest, and tell the high priest, what you going, what's going on, and then they bring you out. You remember the first stone? Your dad and your mom would throw the first stone, and you're gone. I'm glad I didn't live in that circumstance. I would be gone in the flesh. It says, but you say, verse 5, Whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have or give, something to give, whatever profit you might have, I've received from me, is a gift to God. Then he needs not honor his father or mother. Okay. It's not just respect alone. Can you read the scripture? It's not just respect alone. Take care of them. Give them something. Even if they have. Even if it's $10. I wish I knew this. Even if it's $10. They know something is coming from you. They don't do that son I already have. No, I'm going to do that because I'm your son. God commanded me to do this. Really? Where did you see that? Show them the scripture. Right? You take care of them. That's where it bothers me. How can you put, put your mother or your dad in nursing home and forget them? And not even say anything. You don't visit. You don't call. And you don't even give them anything. No gift, nothing. Dying to death, that's what Jesus said. It's not just respect alone. I found this scripture and it really hit me. My mom was already dead and I told myself, if my mom was alive, even if it's $10 a month. Hello? Even if it's $10 a month, even if she has everything, 
Yes, but I'm contributing even if it's a hundred. But guess what? When you sow into your mother's life, when because of God's commandment, God will certainly bless you. He's not going to end with ten dollars. He's not going to end with ten dollars. Because of his commandment. Things will change for you. And then you started with $10 and then it goes to $100. Son, you sent $100 this time. Yes, I pray that I can send $1,000. They may have, but that could be something extra they can have. And give them pleasure. And then they thank God on your behalf. And bless you. I like, you know, I love Angela's mom. She's always praying for us. Always. She spends hours praying for us. My mom is gone now. And I says, God, you have blessed me with another mother. Another mother. It's so important. Uh, But there is also spiritual appearance. Okay? The first is the natural. And then there is the spiritual. You get what I'm saying? The natural and the spiritual. God, first, five, spiritual, right? Man, natural. The spiritual parents. I see that a lot of Christians don't understand that. Let me read the scripture, go real fast. For 1 Corinthians 4, 4 verse 15. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet... You do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. You became my children through the gospel. You can give birth to people through the gospel. Can I hear an amen? You can actually have many children through the gospel. They can, they can have all kinds of instructors, but you give birth to them. Through the gospel. And then you talk about Onesimus, talking to Philemon. I appeal to you, Philemon 1.10. I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus. Onesimus was servant to Philemon. And Saul was able to get to the servant and Philemon was already saved. And Philemon, Onesimus became Paul's son. So he's appealing. He says, I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus. He says, that's not your son. That's my servant. <laughs> no. And he says, I have begotten him in my chains. Why he was chained? Somehow he got to Onesimus. That one got saved. And that one just wanted to be with Paul. But Paul says, go back to your master. Go back. And so don't you, Philemon, don't you get angry. Receive him. Because he's your brother. Amen? He's your brother. So there are spiritual parents. And I see that Christians don't understand this. You, you know, I told a young man one time, he was a youth pastor, and he had uh, this message about this preacher and all criticism about the preacher, and that's what he was going to tell the youth. 
And God really helped me because uh, he printed it and left the, the, the papers there. And so I started saying, well, let me share what, look at what these guys teaching these children. So I looked at it, and I called him and said, you're criticizing this minister. Do you know him? No. You've been around him? No. I said, have you ever heard me criticize any minister from the pulpit? No. So why are you doing this? God called him, right? Let him do what God called him to do. I have nothing to do with that. Let God use him in his own way. God cannot use two people in the same way. I can't judge him. Nicodemus said, does the Lord judge a man before you know him and you know what he's doing? That's Nicodemus said that. When they were talking about Jesus. Does the Lord, I don't know these guys. I don't know what makes them think. I don't know what they're doing. I have to face what I'm doing alone. I can't criticize them. But for Christians, they feel free. They just talk about uh, these things that you don't know about. You don't know what they're doing. You're reading things from the papers, but you don't know what's going on. Well, guess what you're doing? You don't go there. It's like when, if Jesus was alive and he's running, you may not know what he's doing, and you're speaking against what he's doing. Guess what you're doing to yourself? And these ministers, if they're doing what God called them to do, they have the Spirit of God in them. If you don't know it, God will overlook it and cause you to understand and repent, but it's very important. First Timothy 5, 1 and 2. He says, do not rebuke an older man. When somebody, young people, this is God's commandment. Whether it's your parents, especially your parents, even if you think you're right, which was my mistake, even when you think you're right, you have to appeal to them. You just don't come and say, wow, you're wrong. Even as a pastor, when I see an older person, we had a meeting sometime in my home, and there was this elderly person that stopped me and was really challenging me, and uh, many of them felt, your pastor, shut them up. But I said, oh, oh, she's older than I am, uh, several years. I'm not doing that. I can talk to her in private and reason. But I'm not going to rebuke her before everybody. That's wrong. That's what the Bible says. Do not rebuke an, an older man, but exhort him as a father. Appeal to him. As what? A father. He's not your natural father, but he's in the church. He is older than you are. He is your father. You may know more than your, what this guy knows, but he's older. According to the word of God, he must be respected as your father. This is not good luck. This is not Pastor Goodluck's message. This is from the Word of God. This is from the Word of God. And if you're starting out early, you're really blessed. I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish I knew this. 
younger men as brothers. They're your brothers. Older women as what? Mothers. You see an older woman making a conversation with somebody and you think you have something better to say and you cut them off and come in when they are talking. That's wrong. That's wrong. You see, we don't talk about these things in church. When we say something is wrong, it's sin. When God commands you to do something and you do the other thing, that's sin. We just don't have ten commandments. There's so many commandments. Young people, we are missing it, and older people, we're missing it. If the person is older, I got to give them the respect. Not because of them, but because of him. Because of him. When you have people that are serving God and they are helping people, you have to take note of it because of the word of God. This is kind of serious this morning. It's not a clapping sermon. This is for us to learn and, and for us to know how to you know, follow God in the right way. That's what it is. I can rebuke a younger person. <laughs> it's my right. But for somebody who is older, uh, who will be in the office, and I guess, God, please give me the right words to say, okay? Please help me. So I can, I can not offend them, but they can see from where I'm coming, okay? And then we are friends again, or better friends, because I respected them. For ministers, he says, let the elders who rule well, who rule well, be counted worthy of, of what? Double honor. Double honor. This is not like a pastor wants to be respected. No, 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 no. When you think about Solomon, please give me some time. When you think about Solomon, notice when the mother asked Solomon to give a birthright to Adonijah, Solomon changed from being a son. Now he, was a, he took on the heart of a king. And he said, that's not going to happen in this kingdom. That's not going to happen. And the mother never objected. The pastor or a worker of God, that somebody, an anointed man of God, or woman of God, they didn't call themselves. God called them. And you have to respect the anointing that they carry. Just because you're equal in your mind doesn't mean God sees the same way as you see. I'm reminded of the story of uh, Aaron, uh, Miriam, and Moses. Moses, in their mind, had done something what they believed was wrong. And they challenged Moses. When, when God came down, even though Moses was the youngest, but he was the one that was called by God. God was angry with, not Moses, but with Aaron and Miriam. Because, do not touch my anointed. We're forgetting all of that. And sometimes in church you can see people 
they just, they just don't understand that principle. Let them be worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. This is not me speaking. This is the word of God. They should be honored. And if we are doing that, we will have greater unity among us. It's not like you have to respect me. What, what do I care? I've said to you, said, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm talking about just the church as a whole. I have to respect them. Even when I think they are doing something wrong, I have to respect. Still. I can even go, you know, it's, it's just like you're talking to an elder, a uh, pastor, and then you, you bring your case. But in a very humble way, not I'm going to challenge you. I've seen that as a pastor here. And uh, sometimes it doesn't bother me at all. Sometimes I'm thinking, I'm going to hurt him. You're just wasting your time. You're not going to hurt me. I already knew that this is something that people face when you are called. And you are training my hands for warfare. And sometimes they've said, they come corner you and they want to make you feel bad. And they tell you all these things and they're going to leave the church. In my mind, you leave, I get in my office and I'll dance. <laughs> the reason is, if God wants you here, you won't be telling me what you're saying now. And if he doesn't want you here, you will be Jonah in my ship. We're all going to think. So you can go where God is calling you to go. I don't know if God's people, they belong to him. But I know this is where God has called me to work. And those that have these like-minded will come and be with us and help us. Because we can do the work by ourselves. We need people. And God called you to come because he has a work to do. That's what it is. So we do that. Romans 12 verse 9. It says let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to that which is good. To what is good. Be kindly affectionate to what? One another. No discord. Sometimes I disagree with you. No, no, no. Love covers a multitude of, if it's in your heart, you don't seem to see that. You know, I'm very concerned, you know, when people come newly to the church and they begin to see this person is this, this person is that. You know what I know? To the pure, all things are pure. And immediately I can place them. Here comes trouble, I say. (laughs) Because they find everything wrong. The chair is not right. I think it should be put here. And they start wanting to, and this person, I really don't like the way they do this. And I say, here comes trouble. Because they think they know everything. To the one who is pure, all things appear. To the one who is defied, the Bible says nothing is pure. That's the scripture. So, love one another kindly affectionate kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love sisterly love in honor 
see the word there? You honor. God says, the one who honors me, I will honor. Right? So we're honoring one another. And children are honoring their parents, but not only their parents, those who are older than them in the house of God. This, you know, there is the kingdom of the world and there is the kingdom of God. There is the culture of the world and there is the culture of God. Most people are taking just to the culture of the world and they want to follow the culture of the world. We have another culture. The culture is the culture of Christianity. They can do whatever they're doing in the world, but that's not my culture. I stay with the culture of God, in the house of God. Forget what they're doing. Even if they think they're right, I stay with God's culture. This has been proven over thousands of years to work with mankind. To work for mankind. I'm not going away from this culture. Because if I follow this culture, according to God, we are following God. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. That's what we're talking about this morning. His righteousness. Not just the kingdom of God, but His righteousness. And then he says, all these things shall be added. The little foxes that spoil the vine. That we are totally unaware of. Could be, I'm not honoring my parents the way I should. And you're behindered in every way and you don't know why. Because you're not honoring them. And not honoring them with just respect, like I said, even if it's $10, I believe that scripture. Amen? Even when you think you don't have, they know you don't have. But you're still showing respect. And lastly, honor all people. Honor all people. Again, like I said, if you don't honor a person, you never accept or receive what they say. And so, when you're dealing with people who are not Christians, and you despise them, They, they won't receive from you. They can't. Because honor begets honor. But when you respect them, even though they are doing things that are not right, and you let them know, I don't know why you do this, but it's not right. But they know you love them. And you honor them. Because you're humans. Potential Christians, maybe tougher Christians when they get to Christ. You know when Paul got saved, his faith was greater than the rest of them. Even though he murdered people from the church, right? You don't know what potential this person has. You have no idea what they could become in Christ. Why not honor them and see what God will do? Amen? Paul says, as free, First Peter 2, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice. 
but as born servants of God. Honor all people. Get it? Honor all people. All people that are there love the brotherhood. The Christian culture, your Christian brothers, fear God, honor the king. Whether you like the king or don't like the king, it's a commandment. It comes with promise. Amen? Promise. Honor comes with promise. The first commandment, honor. Honor comes with promise. And all these aspects of honor will bring a lot of reward to us. But today is Mother's Day. And uh, honor your mother. Call them. Even if they've wronged you. Call them. I'm sure if they've wronged you and you haven't called them in many years, they will be shocked. And after you're through, uh, it was Christmas Day for them. It's a blessed day. This is wonderful. You called me? Yeah. I haven't heard from you. Mama, I just want to tell you that I love you, Mama. Wow. Something changes in them. And then they begin to think about you. Amen? Amen. God can do that. Call your parents. If you can send something, send something. Send a flower. Send flowers or whatever you can do. Just to let them know. A card. A gift card. Just to let them know they are important in your life. That's what God wants from us. Amen? Amen. To love. Would you stand with me this morning? I pray that especially our young people that you understand what I'm saying today because it's not just my word. If you are being disobedient to your parents and not listening at all and you think you know better, I used to think I knew better than my mom. I found that I didn't know that much when I grew up. Uh, You need to listen to them. And guess who is watching what you're doing with your parents? God's watching it. And guess who else is watching it? The devil. Seeking for an opportunity. God, you see, just like for Job, like you see, uh, this person has broken your commandments, you know, God, I have the right. All right? That's not your portion in Jesus' name. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. God will give you a heart of obedience. God will change your heart this morning. And my prayer this morning, God will change your heart towards your parents. This morning, that's my prayer. No matter what they've done to you, may God change your heart today, this very day. And then humble yourself. The Bible says if you humble yourself, God will lift you up. Humble yourself. So your parents, that shouldn't be hard. Humble yourself and make sure you take care of them and love them. It's a commandment from the Lord. Amen. I want you to lift your hand. This will do this, but I want you to lift your hand to God and say, I surrender to your word this morning. I surrender. 
even if you are 60 years old more and your parents are still alive you are obligated to obey God's word and honor them and let them know it's not from a hypocritical heart you're doing it because you truly love them you may start and it doesn't feel right but over time it takes over your life and you genuinely love them and they can tell they can tell Father God, I want to thank you that this word is going out today and it's reaching out to a lot of people. Here, God, we surrender to you your word today. You said you sent your word and your word healed them. God, you're healing us today from the past and you're helping us to love as you love. And your word is giving to us that the Father's love you've given to us. We have the Father's love in us. You prayed that in John 17, that the Father may give the same love that he had for you to give that to us. We have the ability to love. And love covers a multitude of sin. Bless your people today. Fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit to do what is right. And I know you will reward them greatly because of your great love and your great kindness. Lord, we love you today. Let this be a special day for every mother that's here today. And mothers that are represented by those who are here today. Bless them, God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.